0: Hey y'all, welcome back. I'm Emmy, And I'm Kirsten. And And this this
1: is is the X-Heathens Podcast, where where no topic topic is off limits limits and limits will be pushed. So, just before we dive into everything, let's start off with some highlights. Kirsten, what was the highlight for your past week? Um, well, since I've been missing home a little bit, I would
0: say, um, if y'all didn't know, Bucky's... Um, which just recently opened in Leeds, Alabama, is from Texas, and um, I got a little taste, a little hint of back home, even though weather here has been incredibly cold for me. um, I just got a little bit of just, I don't know, Bucky's just reminds me of summer, of road trips, and everything else, so got to um, introduce roommate Lil
1: M to Bucky's, and that was really fun. yeah for sure i walked in there and was just in awe that place is huge there's so many options and in the moment that i was in awe kirsten said to me something so profound and she said this isn't even the biggest one they're bigger in texas and i was just i was so taken aback (laughs) by that because i was in here thinking this is the disneyland of convenience stores it was incredible I couldn't decide between wanting an iced coffee or an icy, so I decided to get both. Weird combo, I know, but it was good, it worked out. And it ended up being $3, like, $3 for both a coffee and an icy, like, who can beat that?
0: Nobody, but, um, that's why Becky, Bucky's, <laughs> Bucky's is the best. Um, no, we're not sponsored. Um, even though Bucky's didn't hire me, we still are <laughs> supporters Wait. and lovers so we, we yeah. love
1: Buckys um, <laughs> so yeah let's just let's dive right into it. Let's and talk about sex, baby, let's, let's talk, talk about you and me.
0: So um yeah, let's just kick it off. and did you want to start and um, just open up about your journey and your sexual temptation of where you're at?
1: Yeah, for sure. So for me, kind of my journey, my understanding of sex and like what it really was um, started when I was about 16. That was when I got into my first real relationship. And it was a lot of fun. I loved it. It was my first ever boyfriend. He was my first kiss. It was great. Um, But the more that the relationship progressed and the more that we hung out, the more that was expected from me in it. And honestly, being a naive 16 year old, I didn't really know how to navigate it. I didn't really know how to process it or really even understand it. And in truth, I was dealing with a lot of self image issues. And I thought I was lucky enough to even have someone who wanted me who thought that I was appealing in any way. And so my negative view was I thought that I had to do these things to keep that person around and this is no slander towards them they were a wonderful person it just kind of I had a negative toxic view of it and I didn't really know how to navigate that and also I didn't really fully understand how valuable my purity was from this because like it hadn't really been talked about in my home I hadn't really talked about it with friends in church because I did grow up in church I just really had no clue really what purity was or what sex was and how that was supposed to be navigated as a Christian woman so it definitely has been a struggle for me growing up and then being in those relationships and then going to college and just I never quite fully understood that I had a negative viewpoint of it and honestly until coming to HC really Um, so and just understanding how beautiful and powerful sex was created in God's image but it was created to be that beautiful moment within the confines of marriage and so just kind of where I'm at now is navigating trying to erase that toxic idea that I have that I have to do these things to keep someone around and know that someone is going to value me not for that or in any way so and that will be like saved as a magical moment for me in marriage um, so yeah that's kind of in short where I'm at where I've been with it
0: yeah um for me I
1: um I grew up
0: with a strict and um firm Southern Baptist religion and it was expected of me to go to church and um I wouldn't really say enjoyed it um it was just an early morning for me and hung out with family friends pretty much because the church was small and it was right around my corner um Introducing sex into it, I, um, I was sexually harassed online at, um, I, th- I think like 10, it was like sixth grade, so however old that is, um, and honestly, just being that young, I didn't fully understand, like, m- myself in general because I was so young and, um, just didn't know how to handle that. And, um, it definitely distorted my relationship with just guys, men, even myself, because I didn't know what t- to value or expect in general. Um, and so through the years, I kind of just resented, but then also clung to men because I just thought that was what it was expected and, like, in the, in any relationship, um, I did what was expected or wanted to keep men around because I just thought that's what needed to be done, um, even if I wanted to or not, just because I just, I didn't value myself and I didn't know how to say no. Um, and so growing up in and out of the church, not really having a strong background, I knew it was wrong, so I couldn't talk about it, I couldn't open up about it, Uh, and I knew that, like, I had conviction, but I didn't know what it was at the time, and I just felt bad all around, and um, really not until about, like, end of high school um, years, I really knew that I was redeemed through Christ, and found out understood and it's still really hard for me to really just live in that truth because it it was years of just um being condemned really because anybody that would like find out would oh well you're not a virgin anymore or or, oh you've had sex like what a horrible person you are you're supposed to save yourself for marriage and I just I had that burden on me and when I found out it it was a slow process, but I just, I felt valued and loved again. Um, so where I am at now, um, I know that I'm redeemed and I know that I'm loved. It's still hard to deal with that because I guess I just haven't fully gotten rid of the past and gone through it. Um, I've kind of just kept it down just because I haven't had an open space to talk about it. And, um, it's kind of what i what we wanted to start just to be able to openly talk about it. And so, yeah, I, I know that I'm loved and I know that I, um, still impure through Christ. So Yeah. yeah, that's where I'm at.
1: That's so powerful. And that really kind of what you were saying in that last half really kind of leads into what I wanted us to like discuss next. And that's the conviction as well as the condemnation faced with impurity especially you said that you grew up southern baptist and i know Mm -hmm. that being in a southern baptist church there's a lot of more condemnation than conviction um because my mom grew up southern baptist so i've heard the stories um yes but so kind of what i wanted us to talk about is what what was one moment particular that you remember feeling good conviction like what I mean by that is, like, you were convicted, but you knew that you needed to be convicted, and what did you do about it? Like, did you talk to someone? Did you go to the Word? Did you pray about it? What was kind of, what was your next steps with that?
0: Um, for me, the one, like, I guess you could say my peak of just, like, really feel, feeling seen and loved and redeemed by God, um, I was at a summer retreat camp, whatever you want to call it, and, um, at this point, I still, like, didn't fully know what it looked like to have a relationship with God, a healthy one, at least, and it was just a moment of worship, and it was just fully surrendering myself, um, I was having a hard time, um, just, in struggles in life, and just, knowing that God was the answer, but all of my ideas of him were based on religion and not relationship. That's good. And so I was scared and closed off, I guess, to the idea. I wanted it, but I just thought that I wasn't good enough or like I was gonna do it wrong or some whatever that looks like. Um, and It was just in that moment of worship. It was, um, now I can't think of the name of the song, but, um, the, oh, death, where is your sting? It really just, it, like, the devil has no hold on me, really. Yeah. And, um, right after that, we led into small groups. If you aren't in a small group, get into one. Um, shameless plug for small groups. They are amazing. Even if you have no idea who the people are at first, I promise you it is the best thing. Um, and that I opened up, which was the best thing for me. Um, because obviously the Bible says confess your sins and they will be forgiven. And also it helps so many other people to feel, oh, you, you deal with that too.
1: Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. That actually helps me into kind of what I was going to talk about with my conviction. Mm-hmm um, kind of when I had that good conviction in a sense. Um, I hate to admit, not that I hate to admit, but it has been a long journey for me to truly act on my conviction because I've been convicted about it, honestly, since day one that it happened. Um, but I never really acted on it, but moving here, So if you didn't know, I went to Ole Miss for two years and I didn't really have a lot of godly friends till about my last couple of months there. And then COVID hit and I just didn't really get to like build deeper relationships in person like I wanted to. And it's kind of hard to do it over phone, you know? Um, And so moving down here to Birmingham, I hadn't had a good solid like Christian friend group or even like a good solid Christian friend that I could open up with. Um, or that I even felt comfortable opening up with, and then actually, the first person that I really confessed how bad my problems were was actually Kristen, and that's why this podcast for one means so much to me, um, and that I get to both of us, yeah, and that yeah. I get to do it with her means so much because she helped me to be able to open up about that because she opened up to me about her struggles, and I was like, wait, you too because I felt like I was so alone in it, especially going into ministry school. Um, So that for me was like, okay, I'm not alone in this. So I can talk more about it. I can confess it and I can truly repent of it because, you know, I asked for forgiveness and I know the Lord forgives and he throws it into the deepest, you know, parts of the sea, but still, I would still fall short again or I would still mess up again. And it was just a constant, like constant living in sin. And just going through the process of like repent and so it wasn't really true like repentance I guess I don't know if that's heresy anyway um <laughs> and so really that's just when I kind of started diving more into like purity and redemption for myself because I thought you know what it's happened too many times I'm too far gone there's no way I can renew my purity there's no point in doing so um but One verse that really kind of helped me in this situation was 1 John 3 3 and it's all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure so just believing in God purifies you just as he is pure um which is so crazy to me and that was just like a life-changing thing for me because I was like my purity can be redeemed no matter what no one's ever too far gone Um, and so that's just, that was so impactful for me to realize that like my purity is still there because there's, um, Kirsten kind of talked on it. There's a lot of condemnation even now to this day, um, even in the modern church against sex and sexual immorality. And, um, I mean, purity culture is a rough thing. I say, let's dive into that right now purity culture kind of like the negative yeah. effects of it what's kind of your viewpoint or opinion on that um i just want to preface it preface, preface? Uh, i don't know.
0: yes you know <laughs> grammar and pronunciation it's fine um so preface uh this com- not this conversation you know what i mean anyways so second corinthians uh 517 therefore if anyone in is in christ he is a new creation; the old has gone, the new has come, um, and it. that that is what I see for purity, and um, it's what hurt my heart hurts my heart so much that like the a lot of the church, I guess you could say the bride, because um, all of us we all fall underneath, um, we take the blame, and it's not just like a certain part of like oh well they do this. Um, well, it's, it's our part to correct lovingly, um, if something is done incorrectly, but for the condemnation, um, that's not our part. And if our God isn't a condemning God, then we shouldn't be condemning. That's so good. Um, and I just, in the times of my brokenness and my hurt, when I really needed somebody, I felt condemned when I should have felt conviction. And for anybody of any age, really, if you're, you know, a young teen or somebody that's and you're older, I I don't know, even, even if you're 70, however old, you know, like you need freedom from your mistakes. And that's what it is, a mistake. We're not perfect. We're not here to live the the perfect life Jesus did that for us if yeah. we were here to live a perfect life what has Jesus done for us you know that's so good that's powerful
1: um so yeah what what about you what is, what's your view on I purity? think for me what was so hard about me to talk to other people about it was the fear of judgment and condemnation yeah. because there is such a stigma surrounding premarital sex um yeah now more than ever I feel like being a part of a ministry school, not that there's condemnation within it, but it's harder to talk about that because it's like, well, you're pursuing a life of ministry.
0: Why would you, why would
1: you do that? And it's like, we all kind of have a BC as you will life that we lived before Christ, by the way, (laughs) um, that we lived. And honestly, it's hard for me. It was hard growing up, not knowing the value of my purity, that not being really Mm -hmm. instilled in me. So it's difficult to go into a setting or a situation where people are speaking down on me for not protecting my purity or for letting myself get into situations like that because I truly did not understand the value. And granted, that could have been I could have dove deeper into that. But honestly, in doing so, I felt that conviction that I didn't want to feel. So I fled from it. Yeah. Um, And so I just the fear of judgment kind of overtook me. And I, I love what Kirsten said, talking about the bride, bride of Christ and that we're one body. So when one of us falls short, we all do. And we're yeah. all there to pick each other up because we're one body, one mind in Christ. Um, and that's so profound in the sense that we often play the blame game or we point yeah. people out or whatever. But, like, that's what he who has not sinned casts the first stone and everyone walks away because we've all sinned. We've all yeah. fallen short. So... I think for me, just one goal of mine with this podcast and just with, like, my life in general in ministry is, like, let's break that stigma of judgment for sexual immorality. I'm ready. Yeah, let's do it. Let's come on. Let's break down these walls. and mighty. Yes, because this is something that we have come to realize that so many other people, peers among us, have struggled with. Um yeah. And so it's something that needs to be talked about, but people are still tense about it because there's still such a weird judgment and stigma around it. Um, and I'm just here to say that don't fear the judgment, break loose those chains. Cause once you can talk to someone about it, you find so much more freedom and you don't flee from that conviction anymore. Instead you run towards bettering yourself through it. Um, cause that's definitely what I did for me. Um, um just a little just a little verse to add into there um
0: when you feel condemned um because sad to say it'll happen because we aren't perfect um but isaiah 61 7 instead of your shame you shall have double honor um just because you have fallen short of the glory of god which will happen even if you realize it or not um God honors you and it's not too late to
1: repent and to follow Christ yeah that's so good and like I said earlier how I felt too far gone you're never too far gone there is nothing that you can do no distance that you can run no rock that you can hide behind where God does not want to pursue and love you wholeheartedly and that's just one thing that I had to remind myself um is that it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how far gone you think you are it doesn't matter what how bad of things you think you've done God still loves you so much and just let's like cling to that um so kind of transitioning or just kidding I think Christian had something to say i have a verse
0: just another one um i can't remember
1: hey we always got time for extra verses
0: oh absolutely it's in proverbs 40 41 i'll sum it up um (laughs) basically when is God strongest in our weakness um so many times i i found myself not even knowing if i was talking to god or myself or just just lost um that's when God is strongest. And, like, yeah, it's so powerful and, like, just, I don't know, so heartwarming to know that, like, no matter how far gone, no matter how lost, no matter how broken, that's when he's strongest and that's... He
1: still loves you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have tattooed on my body <laughs> a reference to um, Luke chapter 15 where he talks about the... um hundred sheep and how one wanders off and God leaves the 99 to go search for that one and that's exactly what he does in these situations is he searches for you his focus is on you and I think that's so beautiful so I guess now to kind of transition into where we're at now and just kind of I really want us to like just cover this one in scripture just scriptures that have helped us through it Mm. um and but also like let's be open about it because I think both of us still struggle with this even to this day struggle with temptations yeah um Mm. and just struggle honestly with I think still placing our value into a man not obviously not all the time but I think a lot of us can still or at least I know for me that sometimes I can place my value in yeah, what people yeah. think of me and how people view me. Um and stuff like that. So just kind of talking about that. Um yeah, just yeah. I'll
0: start this off. Um right now I am in a season of singleness and I am thoroughly enjoying it. Do I long for relationships? Absolutely, but I know that God is doing a work inside of me um really just addressing things from the past and things that like things to ready me for a relationship because I know the next one if isn't my marriage will be very close to it because I mean that's what God has called us to date and marry ladies absolutely um and so as of right now I don't necessarily struggle with sexual temptation um but I would definitely say um lusting I wouldn't I keep my heart pretty pure and my mind guarded um because I know that's what I'm saving um for my husband and so I just I don't think of that like I don't know I just set myself up for success um if I know something that's going to tempt me I don't watch it I don't listen to it I don't surround myself in it um because I know where I fall short and I've been around it it's easy it's comfortable for me um is it right probably not even if it's not honoring God then um I step out is it hard absolutely is it probably the quote-unquote most sociable thing or like cool thing to do no but um God has called me to live a different life and
1: called to a higher
0: standard yeah absolutely and I just try to live from in that at HC um there's relationships everywhere, and it's almost like you come here to get your MRS degree. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's a ring. <laughs> Mrs. Degree. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, yeah, and I know that whether I leave here with or without a relationship, I'm going to be fulfilling God's call on my life, and that's not what I'm focused on, really. If it happens, then that's amazing. I'm so much- so thankful, but... Yeah, that that's really how I'm dealing with my temptation right now.
1: Yeah, no, that's really good. Um what would you say is a verse that you kind of look at or that you would think would be helpful for other people to kind of look towards in yeah. reference?
0: Um so <clears throat> there's quite a few, but I think right now the one that's just sticking out is Galatians 5:17, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit is what is contrary to the flesh they are in conflict with each other so other with each other so you are not to do whatever you want and um with that i train myself and like i restrict myself from longing for a relationship because if god doesn't want that for me then i shouldn't want that for me because he has (coughs) excuse me not (laughs) COVID. yeah no just something in my throat really (laughs) Um, but yeah, if God doesn't want that for me, then why would I want something for myself when he wants something so much more? I could be, you know, doing something so much more for his kingdom rather than, you know, being selfish and wanting relationship when it might not be the right
1: timing. Wow. That's powerful for sure. Um, so I think for me, just kind of where I stand both dealing with temptation now and kind of what I reference and what I use and what I dive into to kind of help me with that um, so for me I am newly in a relationship <laughs> um, I didn't really want to make it public but I know that it would be so beneficial to this podcast um, to kind of talk about what that looks like for me yeah. um, because for me in my past relationships just sexual temptation was just a part of it Um, It was a dynamic in each of my relationships. And this is a relationship that I was in previously that we're, you know, getting back together and stuff. And so there's still a great deal of sexual temptation in that because that's our past and we're comfortable with each other and he's cute. So it's sometimes it's a little hard, you know what I mean? Um, When your boobs looking extra cute. But um, so for me... Just kind of the verses that I really try to cling to um, just during those difficult times of temptation. Um, one of the main ones, First 1 Corinthians 10, 13, I read this verse over and over and over again. I would tattoo it on my body if it wasn't so long. Um, but it says, No temptation has overtaken you except that is common to mankind and god is faithful he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear but when you are tempted he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it one of the lines in that that just stood out to me is just talking about no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind we have all experienced the same temptation you are not alone in your temptation um And so that just really helped me to realize, like, I'm not alone in this. I'm not the only one that is going through this, that has gone through it. I am surrounded by brothers and sisters in Christ that have dealt with the same temptations and they have overcame it because God is faithful. And that's just so powerful to me that God is such a loving and faithful God that he recognizes our struggle. And he's like, this here, this is a way out. Take it. You know, I provided this for you. So good. Yeah. Um. And kind of g- piggybacking off of that point of, um, like that he provides that out for us, kind of, um, another verse that I really like first Corinthians again, let me tell y'all first Corinthians Paul knew what he was doing. Um, anyway, it's first Corinthians six eighteen through 20. And it says, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside of the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you've received from God? And let me tell y'all, when I read that, I honestly, like, I had to, like, close the Bible and just sit there for a second and evaluate my entire life. (laughs) Not my entire life, but just, we always hear, like, your body's a temple, you know, take care of it and stuff like that to the point where it's kind of a cliché. But reading that made me realize, like, no, what I do to my body, I'm doing to God's creation. And he has not called me to live a life of sexual immorality. So why would I do that to my body when that's not what God wants? That's not God honoring and stuff. So that verse just, you know, kind of slapped me in the face, but in the best way, just of like, it was a wake up call that I needed. And it's something that I still cling to is like, this is my body. I need to take care of it. Or, no, this isn't my body. This is God's body. And this is him, and he has allowed me to be blessed with this vessel, so I should take care of it.
0: so good. Um, And another important thing um, to mention, this is, like, from the most loving place of God's heart. Um, This is not—it's not a condemning verse. It's, hey, since this is—like, God has gifted you this body— please take care of it not if you don't take care of it if you don't honor it like you're a horrible person no it's it's since you're gifted yeah um but yeah what you were saying about dealing with temptation and how you're staying pure in your new relationship
1: yeah for sure so like I said it definitely is a struggle um for both of us just having that history um but one verse that i love um and that i think we all need to hear and understand is psalm 119:9 and in that it says how does a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word and i love that cuz it tells us it tells us straight up exactly what we we're supposed to do like how do we live in purity live according to god's word it's so good yeah and later on it states Um, I have hidden your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Um, And kind of what that means to me is just constantly being in my Bible, remembering the verses that we've said throughout this podcast and so many other verses just about purity and temptation and having those in my heart so that when I'm in those, you know, times of temptation, I'm protected against it. Like, oh, no, no temptation can overtake me you know, man has gone through this, God will provide a way out. Just the words, the verses that you can just throw out that are hidden in your heart just to get yourself out of that situation. And then also just like another way is don't put yourself in a situation that could lead to that. Try not to be alone together. Try not to drive around at night, you know, just stuff like that. And I know it's easier said than done. Um, and it's hard to get it 100% right but being in those situations only make that temptation so much greater and only make it so much easier for you to fall so it's best to just remove that temptation altogether and not catch yourself in those situations
0: yeah and like you said just um a while back we're called to a higher standard and honestly like even if you know you don't really see value in not hanging out late at night because you know you think you can resist it's It's not that you can, you know, restrain yourself. It's about honoring yourself, your partner, and God. Um, Yeah, for sure. So.
1: So, just kind of a final question, something to kind of end on. Um, How would you approach and talk to someone about sexual sin, sexual temptation, who isn't as strong in their faith?
0: Yeah. um, I... Definitely, would, um, just start by, I'm a re- relational person, um, b- before and still, obviously, uh, knowing, like, having a good relationship with God, but really just making sure I have that relationship established, because the last thing I want them to feel is unvalued and unloved, because even though, um, they have fallen into temptation i would never want them to feel condemned or um even if they or the fact that they came to me and opened up about it that's one of the highest honors because for sure that's hard that's courage to do that mm-hmm. um especially them knowing that i have a strong relationship with christ um and if they were open to it, I would definitely stand firm on the verse Second Corinthians seven one. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves in everything that can- contaminates bo- the body and um, spirit and perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Um, even if they don't have a relationship with God or it's not strong, they're struggling with it, whatever it may be, it's still important to honor ourselves as just humans. Um, but in that, like, obviously, like, I want to honor myself because of God, but to translate that to somebody that doesn't have a relationship with Christ, it's so important to honor yourself and to take care of yourself and to love yourself. And you can't love others. Well, if you can't love yourself, you can't love God. If you can't love yourself. Um, and in that you find, you find that, um, through knowing who God is because he's such just a gentle and kind king honestly yeah. um so yeah just honestly getting rid of anything that isn't honoring ourselves um sexual temptation lusting any of that sort um it's not setting ourselves up for success because in today's society if you fall into that temptation it's not really going to be honored. It's not for your best interest. Yeah. Um, whether you're in a relationship or not, whatever that, that looks like. Um,
1: so yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. Um, just, you know, as we're kind of ending this episode, we just definitely want to give glory to God for the opportunity Absolutely. and the ability to be able to do this. Um, thank you for allowing him to just kind of bless us with the opportunity and the vision for this podcast and allowing us to be able to build it and bring it to fruition. Um, obviously we're still growing, but we're so excited, yeah. um, that we're getting a, you know, a following and stuff like that. Cause I mean, I think when we first started this, we were like, if two people listen to it and that's our moms, that's okay. Yeah. You know? So, um, and I'm just grateful to be able to do this with, like, my best friend, you know? Yeah,
0: no, <laughs> I I thought it was going to be, like, super fun, you know, just laid back, a little podcast, super cool. Okay, the word podcast itself is really cool. Uh-huh. Nobody, it's like, yeah, podcast, you know. <laughs> but the more I, like, put my time and effort into it, I, it's such a blessing that, like, I get to do it with my yeah. best friend and, like, know more about her, know more about... God and honestly know more about the people that are listening because in that they open up and or I would hope feel that they can open up
1: yeah um, and that that's all through the glory of God yeah Um, for sure I think just kind of the vision that we both kind of received from God was just creating a community where people can open up and talk about these things and not feel that condemnation or that judgment that we were talking about earlier because there's none of that here. We are not judging because, girl, we can't. Yeah. (laughs) We have no no room to judge. So um, we just wanted to create just a good community that can, one, hold each other accountable, but also just have these conversations without any fear um and ask questions like um shameless plug so our social media instagram ex heathens um feel free to message us anytime questions yeah. um conversations that you would like to hear. challenge us in our conversations absolutely yeah. like it's yeah. what we're here for like we are open to challenging and conversation and what like suggestions that we're we're open books honestly for this yeah um for sure. Can't hide anything around here. <laughs> no. Um, so quick announcement, we posted something both on our personal social media mm-hmm. platforms asking people if they felt comfortable if they felt led to share stories of their sexual temptations or just their history and kind of where they're at now. Yeah. Um, and we received um quite not like a whole lot, but we received stories and we definitely want to feature them, but we knew we didn't know exactly how to go about that in this episode. So Kirsten, tell them our idea. So we got this grand idea
0: to do a little segment right after we post this, obviously. Um, and it's just, I think a a loving way to honor the stories and honor the people that send it in. Um, I think it might be a little weird to people that, like, don't understand, like, such the, like, severity of, like, the trust in this, but we wanted to really just honor the people and their stories of what they sent in and be able to um, just broadcast what people have been through Mm -hmm. for somebody that, hey, I went through that too, like, I...
1: I'm so glad that they opened up like I can
0: open up now like I'm not the only one
1: again just building that community and really that being our focus and definitely utilizing stories Um, and again you're open to submitting any stories that you want to it is completely anonymous you know no information is shared yeah only only thing them we're not using he or she yeah not even specifying gender um, We just want to be able to utilize personal stories because I know that they can have such an impact um, for other people. Yeah. And so if you feel comfortable, if you feel led, like that is always open. And the only people that will ever see it is me and Kirsten. Yeah. So, well, with that, this, this is the Oh. <laughs> this, this, this has been... been oh. <laughs> okay. So we'll get in some time. <laughs> yeah. But... This This has been been the the X X heathens Podcast, where no topic topic is off limits, limits and limits will be pushed. Thank y'all so much for listening, and we can't wait to bring the next episode.
0: Bye! Bye!